Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Welcome back to Travel Tips Tuesday. It is October the 1st, 2019. I'm very glad to be able to join you all again. Uh, there's a lot that's been going on in the Disney-verse lately, and I wanted to go ahead and acknowledge one thing. I'm wearing my Epcot Center shirt, which is now the uh, old logo. Um, last night was the last showing ever of Illuminations Reflections of Earth at Epcot. It was by far, uh, it's by far one of my favorite soundtracks that's out there. Absolutely love that show. Um, holds a special place in my heart for the many, many years that uh, it was shown at Epcot. Um, and tonight, actually, the uh, new kind of temporary show called Epcot Forever premiered. Um, has a very uh, infectious soundtrack. Um, I was on a Facebook watch party earlier watching it with some people, and uh, someone commented, um, my, fi- my friend Matt Appleby, who's a fellow Travelmation agent, he's also over at the Imagineers podcast. So if you're looking for a new Disney podcast, uh, check out the Imagineers podcast. Uh, Matt does a great job with that. Uh, but he commented, you know, they need to start selling the soundtrack immediately. And I think they do. You know, people buy it up in, in droves, I'm sure. There's a lot of nods to uh, Epcot past, um, you know, present, um, and also hopefully the future and where they're going. So some really cool things that they haven't done at a show uh, there, there before in the World Showcase Lagoon. So I'm excited to see uh, that hopefully in person one day. So... Make sure if you are going to Epcot soon on a trip to Walt Disney World to check out Epcot Forever um, over at Epcot, the nighttime spectacular there. It's a new show that's running for a little while until the more permanent show gets put in place. So you will not be disappointed. It is one that you will absolutely love. And if you want to check it out online, uh, the Disney Parks blog uh, broadcasted it tonight. I'm sure you can find some recordings and other uh, vloggers and podcasters and folks will be out there Um, showing that uh, for you if it's not already up on YouTube now. It probably is. So make sure you look for that Epcot Forever. It's going to be good. So tonight, uh, I want to thank everyone that's been listening and tuning in week by week. This is a lot of fun for me. I enjoy doing this week in and week out, as I always say, and I truly do. So if you are listening to this on podcast, I ask you, please, please, please give me a rating. If you've never done that, if you're new, it's very simple to do, especially on Apple Podcasts. That's where most of our folks are listening from in the podcast world. So would love for you to let me know what you think and let me know if, uh, if there's something you really love, if there's something you disagree with, let's talk about it and, and would love to know. Uh, and would love to be able to, to interact with you. Also, I want to mention to you, and this comes as a piece of feedback from someone that messaged me. Uh, they're like, you know, you should you should put all these things. This is my friend Ben Reed that some of you listening may know. Uh, he's like, you should put all these things on YouTube. You know, there's a completely different audience that is on YouTube versus Facebook Live. They're two different social media uh, platforms, and they kind of serve similar purposes, but in, in large parts, um, they have a, a different reach out there. So I am in the process of uploading a lot of the Facebook Lives, the Travel Tips Tuesdays that have you know, been going on for probably almost two years now. Uh, in its current form, it's been a little over 18 months, but in, in whole, it's been, I think, a little over two years. So uh, this is, you know, it's it's great. It's fun. So we're going to go back as far as we can. We're going to be making, putting some playlists together. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, subscribe. You can go ahead and search for it if you want to, but there's not a lot there. Uh, currently, I've got maybe 
five, four or five videos up so far, uh, but I'm in the process of pulling those in, um, putting a beginning and ending on it for YouTube, and then um, editing that, exporting that, and putting it uh, online for everyone. So be on the lookout for that. You can take it, share it with your friends, and uh, hopefully enjoy that for, for many, many years to come. So tonight, as we get into it, uh, we are going to continue our conversation on uh, exploring the lands for uh, Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. And for a lot of you that tune in, this may seem kind of basic. You know, this kind of like, okay, yeah, I know the, the dining, the, the attractions that are out there, the gift shops, those kinds of things. Awesome. Well, well why are you doing this? Why are you having your, this conversation? Well, uh, I'm having this conversation because I believe little things like this are things that, especially folks like the, the first-timers, need to know about. They need to be aware about, uh, aware of. Um, you know, if you're planning a trip, it can be daunting. It can be overwhelming. And if you just have somebody that kind of goes point by point, you know, what's in the different lands and you, and you show up, you know, trying to cram all that there is in, 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 in the Magic Kingdom in one day, it's, it's virtually impossible. So I hope this is helpful to you. Please let me know if it is. You know, again, if you have something that you want to add to the conversation, please chime in live. You know, I want to know today, especially what your favorite thing is, you know, in Fantasyland. That's what we're going to be dig digging into this time. Fantasyland, New Fantasyland, has changed names a couple of times. There's some tractions that have kind of come and gone uh, over the years in, in Fantasyland, and it's, it's an iconic place. You know, so as we get into it, you, you're probably thinking, yeah, you know, this is, this is what people think of when they think of Walt Disney World. Walt Disney World is a vacation destination for families. That's all about you know, children. It's about, you know, the, the, the fantasy of it, right? It's about classic Disney characters like Peter Pan, like Beauty and the Beast, like Snow White, you know, and, and, and many others. Um, Fantasyland has a lot to offer. Yes, there's a lot of very kid-friendly attractions there, but it's not just that. There's so much tied to Disney history present in that land, um, and it's, it's iconic for a reason. There's more to do, more attractions in this one area of Magic Kingdom than any of the other lands out there. And for that reason, we're probably not going to talk about everything tonight. So, let's get to it. And again, if there is something that is a favorite of yours, please chime in and let me know. I want to know. So right off the bat, let's talk about Philhar Magic. Just a second ago, I was talking about the, the, the two Epcot shows, the one that retired last night and the new one that started tonight. One of the reasons why they're such a big success those nighttime spectaculars, you know, especially like, you know, even happy, Happily Ever After that's at Magic Kingdom or Wishes, which was the fireworks show that was before Happily Ever After. Um, very successful shows. Yes, the visuals are amazing. The projections are amazing. All the different things of the live actors that a lot of times will, you know, be at play in these shows are amazing. But what, what, what ties it all together? It's the music. And Philhar Magic in Fantasyland is one of those shows. You know, it brings together... A lot of um, a lot of classic tunes from sort of this classic era of, of Disney animation, and also the sort of what I might call the modern classic era of, of Disney animation, basically pre uh, CGI, pre Toy Story, pre Pixar, um, and it puts it all together in this fun interactive show. It's inside; you're sitting down in this large theater, um, and there's a fun you know there's there's some really cool little interactive 4D kind of elements. Uh, that make it a show worth watching. I love going to Philhar Magic. It's a great, you know, it's a great uh, attraction. 
It's a wonderful show and it's a lot of fun. So make sure you check out Philhar Magic if you go to Magic Kingdom. Next is Peter Pan's Flight. In Fantasyland, um, next to Seven Dwarves Mine Train, which is the kind of Snow White themed attraction, uh, Peter Pan's Flight, for some reason, is one of the hardest fast passes to get in Fantasyland. So if you're planning a trip and you're like, that ride seems pretty cool, might want to do that. Well, you want to make sure that you put this one on your radar and want to look at to put on your fast pass list. Um, because, you know, if it's one that's like on your must do list, you want to make it a priority because this is one of the ones that run out of fast passes during the day. It's one of the ones where, you know, the wait times can't be up there. You know, it is it is a constantly revolving ride. You know, there's it's not like a roller coaster, roller coaster has a stop and unload. The ride vehicles, the little tiny ships that you get on to go on the ride are constantly going you know they kind of have to may have to slow them down at some points to to assist some guests but for the most part it's constantly loading and uploading all day long um and if you know just thinking about that and the fact that the wait times are generally um you know pretty long um unless you're going on a very light day you know it's one of those attractions that people will look to to see how busy the parks are you know if if the wait time is really low at this particular ride that means that guess what it's probably a light light crowd day they're really high you know that's probably gonna be pretty busy so uh peter pan's flight is a great attraction uh obviously it's themed after the the peter pan story with captain hook and wendy and the lost boys so uh you 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 want to go and see that it's, it's a lot of fun it's sort of black lights you get in a little ship and you sort of fly around you know london and in neverland and those kinds of things so uh it's a really fun attraction Next up is It's a Small World. And if you could say, hey, what is one iconic Disney attraction? Like, when, when, when you think of, of Disney, what is, like, the first one that comes to mind? And my guess is that this would probably easily be in, in your top three, if not your top one. Um, it's a Small World. It goes back to Walt Disney himself. He had his hands on this, on this attraction. It has been sort of updated a little bit over the years. The soundtrack has stayed pretty much the same for the most part. Um, they've done a few few different things of adding some new animatronic dolls uh, into it, uh, you know, refreshing some of them that are in there, even adding some sort of modern character touches um, and even some things at the end throughout the years that they've done. Uh, it's a wonderful way to get a little bit of air conditioning, to relax, um, and just to enjoy being with each other. It's a very kid-friendly attraction. PhilharMagic is the same way. Peter Pan's Flight, Peter Pan's Flight is in the dark. So that could scare some children, but you know it's not—it's not violent. Uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, it takes you down uh, memory lane. It takes you down a wonderful world of fantasy, as it were. So, the next one is this. Um, in every wonderful theme park, there is what a carousel. So there is Prince Charming's carousel that is right behind Cinderella's castle. Uh, that is a wonderful way you know way to just go and and relax if you're just looking for a ride that doesn't have a you know uh, a long wait time or you're waiting for a fast pass or you're waiting on somebody else to get out of an attraction that you didn't want to go on because you don't like roller coasters or whatever the case is you know walk over to the carousel right in fantasy land um yes the line kind of wraps around the carousel a little bit usually but it's it's quickly moving they can fit a lot of people in the carousel at once it's a very large carousel it goes i think at least three maybe even four um, four sort of you know horses and, and different ride vehicles deep into it. So um, check out the carousel; it's a lot of fun. Also, the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Now, for those of you that are you know well read in Disney lore, uh, as far as Disney parks lore goes, the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh has has been fraught with controversy because the reason why it is in existence 
is that it replaced the very well-loved Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is actually still in existence um, in, uh, in Disneyland out in California. Um, and the Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh has a very wonderful interactive cue. Uh, it's a fun story that kind of follows the story of Winnie the Pooh. And it's, and it's a good ride. It's not uh, a bad ride at all. It's one that, again, you know, if your children especially loved Pooh and Friends and the characters, um, go on this ride. You'll like it. You'll have a lot of fun, um, for sure. And then another sort of iconic that's probably going to be in your top three Disney attraction is the Mad Tea Party. Who loves Alice in Wonderland, right? This is a great one. Uh, it is not an attraction that I would recommend going right after eating um, because you know if you are prone to motion sickness at all, even a little bit sensitive to it, like I am, um, just even even the slightest, then yeah, you, uh, you you definitely want to wait a little bit for this one. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. It's a classic attraction. One of the main differences on this one in Walt Disney World versus the Mad Tea Party. The teacup ride over in Disneyland in Anaheim, California, is that the one in California is actually open air. You know, there's trees around you, there's no covered roof, but the one in Walt Disney World is actually covered. Uh, and one of the reasons for that is that it actually rains very frequently in Florida, not, you know, not a lot, um, you know, all day long, but it rains frequently enough, maybe a couple of times a day during the rainy seasons uh, for a few minutes at a time. And this, this, you know, being covered will help keep this attraction open uh, a little bit more. It's a fun attraction. It, it really is great. It's one of the ones that children love. Um, so if you're going with young children, you know, don't be so dead set on doing all the roller coasters and all the sort of fun things that, that you think are fun. Again, try to see the park uh, through the eyes of your children. Ask them what they want to do. Show them some videos on YouTube of some of the attractions that are out there um, and, and reach out and have a good time uh, and plan well. You'll have a good time. So, um, also in Fantasyland is Dumbo the Flying Elephant. So um, I've mentioned uh, some interactive cues in this video tonight. And uh, Dumbo the Flying Elephants has one. Um, it's a lot of fun. It actually has two, uh, two kind of ride areas for the flying elephant. So they're able to kind of pull people through this attraction um, at, a, at a fairly reasonable pace. It is one that you can get fast passes for if you want to do this one and you don't want to have to worry about waiting in line. Um, you know, at the same time, though, if there are some other, other attractions that are higher priority for you, this is one that you could probably get later in the day. So if you want to do a ride like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train or you want to do Peter Plane's Flight or you want to go over, you know, and, and do Jungle Cruise and Adventureland or Pirates of the Caribbean, whatever it is. But you're like, you know, it, was, it would be really fun to do that. This is one of those ones that you can use what they call a Rolling Force Fast Pass Force. So once you're finished up with your first three Fast Passes in... Um, in your queue, in your My Disney Experience account. Once you've gone through those, you can add one at a time um, in one particular part. So be thinking about that. Um, also, this is a ride that, that you can go on um, if you know, you're know you trying to think of something you can go on that probably won't be busy uh, first thing in the day or later at night. Th this is that attraction for you, Dumbo the Flying Elephants. Um, and then last on the attraction list is the Barnstormer. So if you're like, man, I really want to go to Disney World and I want my child's first roller coaster to be at Disney World. Well, they're not big enough to get on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. You know, they don't like the darks. They're not a fan of Space Mountain. They just want something short, something that's outside, and they want it to be Disney themed. So Barnstormer is a great attraction. Um, our pal Goofy has had his hands all over it. And uh, this is a wonderful, very short, 
roller coaster that you all will love. Um, and you know, it's just you know, just just enough fun to get a little bit of thrill out of it, and it'll be you know over before you know. So um, it's it's one that I think is definitely a good first coaster to go on if your children have never been on roller coasters. And I don't remember what the height requirements are off the top of my head, but I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, that they are lower than the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and uh, Space Mountain, which are the two other coasters at Magic Kingdom. So. Again, what is your favorite thing about Fantasyland and Magic Kingdom? Please let me know. I want to hear from you. So chime in, message me, um, you know, leave something in the comments. Let's talk about it. So let's talk about dining at um, in Fantasyland. There are a lot of dining opportunities, almost just as many dining opportunities as there are attractions in Fantasyland. This is this makes up a very large portion of the park. It's kind of just just behind uh, Cinderella's Castle and sort of spreads out. Um, from the back side of the park. So that's pretty much all, you know, Fantasyland covers, covers a very large area uh, back there. So we're going to go through uh, a, few, um, a few dining locations in Fantasyland. We're not going to talk about all of them, but we are going to talk about uh, a lot of them. And it will probably leave you hungry because as I was making this list earlier, I was getting hungry just thinking about it. So, Cinderella's Royal Table. Cinderella's Royal Table that you've heard me talk about before. Um, as my family had a chance to dine there uh, this past May. It was a great experience. I believe there were about five different princesses that will come by your table. They, they are not rushed. Uh, where a lot of times, um, you know, occasionally princesses or characters uh, of all kinds will kind of rush you through, especially if you're in a line with a photographer. Uh, they don't do that there. They will take your time. They, they will take their time. They will talk to you. You may even get to see them, you know, more than once if you're there long enough. Um, but again, the food comes out quickly. You won't be waiting long for your food. The food is excellent for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, regardless of which meal that you go. Um, it is very, very good. And if you're nice, uh, if you ask politely, they may even bring you out seconds. So, and this is also one of those places where, um, yes, there is a premium. This is kind of considered a more of a signature experience. If you're on the dining plan, uh, it does require two dining plan. Uh, credits for table service, quick service credits don't apply, but you can use two uh, table service credits for this restaurant if you want to. And if you are making reservations for it, please be aware that your credit card will be charged in full, not just to, to on file to hold it, but it will be charged in full in advance. Um, and if this is a reservation you want and you're planning a trip, um, this is one of those ways where honestly me as a travel agent can help you. Um, I can keep you know, my eyes out. I have a couple of different alert systems that I use um, to quickly get in and, and make reservations when those reservations come open. I was able to do it today for a family that is going to Magic Kingdom uh, in about a week and a half. Uh, they're, they're going there just for a family vacation and they wanted a dining reservation, a character breakfast um, in the Magic Kingdom area and was able to find them one at Crystal Palace where there were not any at all available. One popped open today, was able to grab that and secure that spot for their vacation. So now they're going to have a great character buffet meal with Pooh and friends over at Crystal Palace, which is kind of in the Main Street area. Um, and they'll love that. So I uh, would love to try and get you a reservation for Cinderella's Royal Table if that's where you want to go. Um, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's interactive. Um, there's kind of a show sort of part of it uh, where the sort of herald announces all the princesses as they come in. And um, Anyway, uh, you will love it. You, you get to see several of them. Um, Cinderella, of course, right when you walk in, you get your picture taken with her. Um, you'll see Sleeping Beauty. You'll see Jasmine, Ariel, 
Snow White, and I may be missing one, but I think that's pretty much it. So uh, it, it's one of those things that will save you time also. If you have a child in your family that's like, you know, I want to see a lot of princesses, I want to get their autographs in my book, um, this will save you time because, you know what, you're not having to wait in line for all of them to come through. You're able to do that right there at the table, uh, get your picture taken with them, um, and it's a lot of fun. So my girls really loved it. I've post some, posted some pictures about it in the past. Uh, would definitely not pass up Cinderella's Royal Table. It's one of those things that I think if, if you're a Disney veteran, you need to do at least once. This is likely to ever be your only trip to Disney, whether you're coming for a very, you know, from a very far distance or you've been saving up for a while. Uh, I would at least consider this because it is, it is a great, 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 great experience. And if you get the if you get a good seat right by the window, uh, you'll be overlooking Fantasyland. You'll see the carousel outside and people walking around, and uh, it's a lot of fun. So. Uh, make sure you go to Cinderella's Royal Table. Let's go through a few of the others very quickly. Pinocchio Village House um, has pizza, pasta, and chicken nuggets. There's a Friar's Nook, which is open seasonally. Um, it usually will have chicken baskets, hot dogs, house-made chips, and frozen beverages. There's Storybook Treats, which is a great place to stop off and get a quick treat. There is the Cheshire Cafe. And last but not least, Be Our Guest. If you're a fan of Beauty and the Beast, and you notice, hey, you're, I'm in Fantasyland. That kind of looks like Beast Castle up there on the hill. That's because it is. Be Our Guest is a restaurant that is inside uh, Beast Castle where you will get to dine in the Beast dining room, maybe even in the Forbidden Wing. Um, but there are a few different kind of dining areas that are open. Uh, sometimes, depending on the, the meal, um, you may not be able to get in all of them. There are some meals that are actually open for quick service as well. Um, but the, there is a prefix menu that is now being offered at Be Our Guest as well at night. So please be aware of that, that the menu offerings and the type of table service, type of uh, dining plan credits, ra rather, uh, that you can use at this restaurant differ from meal to meal. So and this doesn't apply to all of them, uh, all the restaurants that are out there, but at this particular one, um, they're, you know, quick service earlier in the day, I believe for, for lunch. I think even for breakfast, for dinner, uh, it's a table service, meaning you'll have a so you'll have a wait staff there for you, um, and it's a slightly different experience. So, but great meals, great food, regardless of when you go, um, is one of those again reservations next to Cinderella's Royal Table at the Magic Kingdom, probably the hardest reservation to get. So please make sure that you put that on your list uh, if you're working with an agent, if you're playing yourself, um, please, please, please consider that one. You will have a great, great time. So tonight, there's been a lot to talk about uh, in Fantasyland. I've kind of gone through some of it uh, quickly, haven't even touched on gift shops. I mean, pretty much at every one of those attractions that we talked about earlier, there's going to be some sort of gift shop within a stone's throw. So if you want to get a souvenir, uh, a plush, you know, Mickey or Minnie or Donald or Goofy or Daisy or, you know, what have you, if you want to meet a princess, there's a lot of those opportunities out there. Uh, there's a lot of other kind of knickknacks and things that you can buy at, at the different shops that are there um, and some other attractions that you can do and experiences that you can have in Fantasyland. Again, you know, when people think about Disney, this is this is the area. This is probably the park that comes to mind. Um, you know, they're not thinking about thrill rides and roller coasters. They're not necessarily thinking about Star Wars or Avatar uh, or even or even, you know, live productions and shows and, you know, all the other things that they offer. Uh, that there are to offer on property because there is a lot um, but this is kind of the classic sort of mindset and it's it's a lot of fun um, even if you're going as adults and you're like you know I did that when I was a kid I don't need to go back and do that again go go it'll bring back some fun memories and you'll have a good time so 
Again, um, my name is John. I love doing Travel Tips Tuesday each and every week. This is a lot of fun. Uh, as we wrap up tonight, again, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to let you know about a couple of promotions that we have running for Disney packages. Um, you know, We just had uh, a couple that ended at the end of September, but there's one that still has some availability, and that is the Ultimate Christmas Package. If you're looking for um, an extra special Christmas experience at the Walt Disney World Resort, uh, where um, some of your meals are already taken care of, uh, where you have a really cool hotel, and you have some extra special kind of almost behind the scenes kind of experiences, uh, the Ultimate Christmas Package is an experience for you. Um, it is kind of a prefix sort of package price deal that comes together. You can add on some part days to your tickets and stuff like that. But um, it's, it's, a great, it's a great opportunity for you to experience in a different way um, that, that gives you almost a certain level of luxury in a way. Um, but it's really, it's, it's not just that there's more to it than that. So, um, please, please, please make sure you consider that if you're thinking about going this December, um, and you have not, uh, booked your trip yet. And next is, uh, for other stays, you can actually save up to 20% off hotel stays in Walt Disney World this holiday season. So if you've not booked your trip in November or December yet, go ahead and do it. There's some opportunities out there. I would love to help you. I never charge anything extra for my planning services. And I want to make sure that you uh, are, are taken care of, that you get the best deal out there. You know, there are occasions where, you know, I will even say, you know, I, I will try and find a lower price for you, which honestly means I will earn less commission. And that's fine um, because I want you to have an experience that you don't regret later on, that you don't feel like was a waste uh, of money. Um, and that's just me being honest with you. So if you do have any questions about Disney, I would love to help you. Uh, I would love to walk through that with you. If you want to think about a cruise or a land tour or uh, you know another, uh, another experience that's out there that you're dreaming up and you're like, I want to do something really special. I don't know what. Let's dream it. Please talk to me. I would love to walk through that with you and figure something out and help you plan a wonderful, wonderful experience. So again, thank you all so much for joining me for Travel Tips Tuesday. Uh, the gift card actor uh, offer I've been talking about is also still active. Uh, I'll give you a free gift card if you do book a Disney trip this November or December. Um, so that's that. But yes, thank you for joining me for Travel Tips Tuesday. Uh, it is a ton of fun. So message me. Let me know if I can help. And we do hope you'll have a magical rest of your day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.